0: Welcome to the 383rd episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with Jennifer Kasman, author of the new novel, Anna and the American Puzzle. Stay tuned for the interview. The Reading and Writing Podcast is brought to you by Libro FM. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 185,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, but you'll be part of a different story one that supports your local community and your local bookstore. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. You can listen during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. Here's your special offer from the Reading and Writing podcast. Get two audiobooks for the price of one today with your first month of membership with the code RWPODCAST at checkout. This offer is only valid for new members in Canada and the U.S., check out Libro.fm today. Welcome back to the reading and writing podcast. My guest today is Jennifer Kasman, author of the new novel, Anna and the American Puzzle. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here.
0: Sure. Well, if someone hasn't heard about your new novel yet, how would you describe Anna and the American Puzzle?
1: The reader meets the main character, Anna, when she is in eighth grade in an imagined version of A Future of America in the year 2024. And at this point, presidential term limits have been abolished. A political party comprised of various social media media wealth-based and religious forces, has won the presidency, and has remained in power. During this time, this party has really hacked away at the ability of ordinary citizens to use technology as we use it today for communication and connection, although the government has continued to use technology and even Advanced technology for purposes of surveillance. So, this book is Anna's diary as she grows up in this future America. And it touches on so many issues that are creating cultural and social divides in our country today. It truly is, at least for me as a writer, it truly is and was putting together pieces of a very complex puzzle.
0: And so do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Anna and the American Puzzle?
1: I have to be honest that there were certainly some personal experiences that I had and many other people I knew closely had throughout the course of my life that were a huge motivation in me writing this book. But I hesitate to share... A lot of the personal inspiration because I think this book will mean different things for different people. And I don't want to taint that experience. I can certainly imagine in the future that if those experiences would be of value to readers or mentees or others, uh, I might share more. But I will say generally that the election shook a lot of people. I was one of them. For me, I had a certain perspective on what the 2016 election meant and why I had strong feelings about it. But yet, even in my own extended family, we were split red and blue. And we've seen that divide continue in this country. It was remarkable to me that people who might have experienced things similar to what I did in my life would have such a divergent opinion on the direction our country should head. And This was really a way that I tried to make sense of things and to consider the role of enablers and helpers and think about how bad things could get and how we also might heal. And even though this is in an imagined future America and the storyline will certainly evoke images and feelings that we've all seen on the television screen for the last few years, what I've heard so far from readers is that a lot of the story can really evoke feelings in various readers about experiences they've had in other power structures, education, religion, work, any number of industries. And so I think at the end of the day, while we're categorizing each other, what we need to sometimes remember is that the impact that any number of these things can have on one single life is something that we should always be very much aware of.
0: Sure. Is Anna and the American Puzzle? Is this your first novel
1: that you've written? It is. It's my first novel. I've written most of my life. I started writing when I was really young. I remember taking my journal outside a lot and writing poetry, essays, short stories. I've really lacked confidence to see projects all the way through and or let them see a the light of day apart from my academic and business writing which has been published and so oddly enough, I've destroyed most of my work <laughs> over the course of my life. <laughs> it was just something I did and I would feel very strongly about something or have a moment and I would to this day I run, I don't walk, I run to start writing and a lot of my work just... Sits now hidden away on my computer. So I'm really proud that I saw this project through. I started it in July of 2017 and just published this past November.
0: Great. And what was your writing process when you were working on the novel? Did you outline? Oh
1: my gosh, full body. So the way that I can share my experience. I know it's different for everyone. I describe it as the faucet. When the faucet is on, the faucet is on, and it comes and goes without me controlling. When it's time to write, that being said, being a highly organized person and organized mind, I look at the process in three parts. There's the art, which is where I'm splattering the paint on the canvas, so to speak, and then. Every so often, I take a pause and take a step back and structurally outline what's going on in the story. That's my chance to move things around, chop things up. And I had one moment during this this process where I really moved things around and I was heavy breathing and almost felt like I was starting the book all over again. And I wasn't, but that's how it felt when I was moving things around. And then of course, editing. That's how it's been for me my whole life. And that's how it was with this book.
0: So were there authors or books that inspired you as you were working on Anna and the American Puzzle?
1: You know, I was so fascinated as a high school student by stream of consciousness. And I was so moved by Toni Morrison's beloved and I love James Joyce. I love Virginia Woolf. I loved how Mrs. Dalloway played with time. I was so attracted to transcendentalist and I fell in love with the theater of the absurd and couldn't stop thinking about waiting for Godot when I read it and I am not surprised in a very sincere way although I didn't connect for myself how those things might have inspired me until I was almost finished with the novel but the diary format seems so logical to me like how else do we really step inside what someone is feeling and thinking as events are unfolding so I'm I'm very committed to The style that I selected for this book, it's not something I did intentionally, but when I think back on the text and the writers that inspired me, I'm not surprised.
0: What writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels?
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of writers say, read a lot. And I, reading is great. I do a lot of it. Everyone should do a lot of it. But I think for me, I would prioritize something else. When I was in high school, I held my friend's hand a few hours before she passed away from. Brain cancer. Her name was Rebecca Lilly, and her story was covered by the Washington Post at the time. She was one of the first children to undergo gene therapy on a brain tumor. And in my own life, I've hit a couple of sharp edges. And I just think that after watching what she suffered through and what others have endured in various health challenges. I feel so grateful for health in my body. And I think after COVID, we should all feel so grateful to be alive. And so I recommend exploring all channels. I found that dropping into dance classes or fitness classes and taking walks around the city, looking at art, listening to music, all of this opens up channels for me. I highly value immediate journaling. I think everyone should stop when they have a thought that, strikes them as something they want to explore and write it down immediately in this go world with a device always on us i think it's nice that we can do that take a pause on your commute to grab that observation or thought that pops into your mind so i would just say to be very in touch with all elements of your human nature and i think that's the way that you can really find uh, inspiration
0: are you working on another novel now
1: I am. I'm knee deep in research for another novel and I'm excited about it. I think that I'm finding that I will probably end up touching on similar themes, cultural awareness, cultural critique, focusing on socioeconomic status and really our class country, our class society.
0: And so what fiction or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed?
1: Right now, in addition to reading research for my next novel, I'm actually reading the Tibetan book of living and dying. I think that I'm endlessly fascinated by how we are all grappling with mortality in one way or another. I don't ascribe to any one religious tradition at this point. I find value in various traditions and lines of thought. And I think that although I read City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert not too long ago, and I very much enjoyed it, and I read a little bit of Self-Help in honor of Self-Help January and read The Wild Woman's Way, right now I'm taking a step back and really pursuing this book as a way to supplement some of the research I'm doing for... The next novel.
0: Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novel, Anna and the American Puzzle?
1: Yeah. So my author website is jennifercasman.com. And I'm on Instagram, although I just started Instagram (laughs) a few months ago when I self-published the book. And I'm on LinkedIn in a professional capacity as an attorney. I run my own law firm. So I'm able to be found. I hope people read the book. I just received a remarkable review that really touched me. i cried twice tears of release which was a new experience as an author to really have that moment i'm very excited to get the word out about this book and i love hearing from readers i already have and it's been very moving to make those connections and hear what people have to say
0: well again we've been speaking with jennifer Kasman, author of the new novel anna and the american puzzle the novel is on sale now so go buy a copy and jennifer thanks for doing this interview
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me.
0: During our interview, Jennifer mentioned a review of her novel, Anna and the American Puzzle. And I wanted to take a moment and actually read the review from the Midwest Book Review. So this is a review of Anna and the American Puzzle that was published in the Midwest Book Review. And the review was by Diane Donovan, senior reviewer at the Midwest Book Review. Anna and the American Puzzle purports to be set in a near-future America, but many elements of its political setting strike all too close to home, given the events of the last four years. This America has been taken over by a party based on wealthy, religious, and social media derived power structures, and is now chipping, and is not chipping, but hacking away at the foundations of American freedom. Under this rule, technology use is restricted to government purposes. It's here that Anna, who lives in poverty under these limitations, drafts her diary. Much like the diary of Anne Frank, the Anna in this futuristic society creates an observational piece that juxtaposes her worldview with personal experience. Unlike Frank... These aren't succinct entries, but full-length chronological observations that open with a surprising prologue, seemingly set in an everyday girl's world before it moves into a probe of the forces that pointed her life down a different path than she had anticipated. At this point, it's evident that Anna's America is becoming increasingly unfamiliar and challenging. The following quiet reflection leads to the first chapter, The Education of a Girl, set in spring 2024, neatly setting the stage for her evolving story by identifying the past and present realities of a much-changed America and her place in it. If someone told me when I met Maradal that I would wind up living apart from my mother and siblings because of her, I would have not believed you. Poor families generally live together forever. It became one common way the poor ensured survival in America. In fact, if someone told me when I was younger that my life would take any of the twists and turns it wound up taking, I would have not believed you. But I guess most things in life are unpredictable. The fact that although we could use the internet and cell phones when I was in my early days of elementary school, I would wind up living in an America where... During the end of elementary school, the internet and cell phones had been banned for use as a form of connection and social communication, social media becoming only a chapter in our new American history books for the purpose of reminding us of why there was such a ban. By the time Anna is 14, she holds only memories of those freedoms which were once part of her everyday world. These memories eventually foster newfound convictions when Marital and the party offer her a key role to play in changing the face of America. But Anna doesn't remain a child for long. Married and facing the possibility of a pregnancy that is not only forbidden, but should have been impossible, Anna finds that her choices have been narrowed in some ways, forcing her to expand her worldview and thoughts about those around her. Are you seriously worried about what they will think about me being pregnant? I asked heatedly. We're married. It happens. They don't own us, James. I work for them, but this is our life. So what if they introduced us? So what if they have their hand in everything? At some point, it is not about them. This is about us. This should be a miracle, not a curse. I was shouting by this point, hurt and disappointed at his reaction. As she becomes important in an alarming new way that tests her abilities and boundaries, Anna finds herself an unexpected and unwanted pivot point for change. Jennifer Kasman's literary examination embraces social issues, politics, and futuristic sci-fi examination as it follows Anna through this milieu. Her changes spark new insights and determination, bringing readers into not only the milieu of a much-changed nation and populace, but creating engrossing contrasts between the perspectives and objectives of rich and poor. This society has been deeply divided by socioeconomic disparities, social media, and civil rights issues alike. How can it heal? Anna and the American Puzzle is an important, Thought provoking probe of a futuristic possibility It is highly recommended for a wide range of readers, from sci fi audiences who will find the near future setting absorbing absorbing to readers of social and political fiction and works embracing feminist thought. All are pieces of the greater American puzzle that empowers Anna to step out of her comfort zone and contribute to an unexpected new possibility for America's future. It's a story especially recommended for anyone who enjoys contemplating the director, the direction this country is taking today. Again, that's a review of Anna in the American Puzzle that was published in the Midwest Book Review.